finding a therapist. These are our personal stories, and we are not mental health professionals. This is not a substitute for professional medical advice and should not be relied on as health or personal advice. Welcome, and thank you for joining us today on And Life Happened. We have a special episode today. Recently, we did a podcast about burnout, and we received a lot of feedback about the content of that podcast. So today, we're going to do a follow-up to our burnout session and talk about how we chose our therapists, how we found our therapist, how we selected that specific therapist, and times where we thought, hmm, maybe we need a different therapist. Samantha, tell me a little bit about um, how you selected your last therapist. Mm, this is such a great question um, because it's such a process. Mm -hmm. uh, and I know you and I have talked about this a lot, right? Um, the fact that oof, I think I went and saw five different people before I found the one that was going to work mm -hmm. for me, right? Like, mm -hmm. and, and it started with a search with my insurance. Who will cover, mm -hmm. you know, like who will accept my insurance? Because obviously that's the cheapest route, right? Like right. I, I can get with my insurance, I think I could get 26 visits a year or something. Um, and, and traditionally that's how I found therapists was via that. And going to um, one that accepted my insurance and just knowing in that first session, like sitting down, questions they were asking, like mm -hmm. the way they were going about things, like I left uncomfortable. Mm. Yeah. And like leaving, you know, like leaving in that state. Oh, I don't, I'm not, how does somebody help me with my mental health when I'm uncomfortable? You know, like how am I going to share anything with them when I'm uncomfortable? Right. Um, and so, you know, like having that happen the first time and being like, oh, no, okay, let me try somebody else and trying somebody else. Oh no. And you know, my daughter's pediatrician recommended right. somebody. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say you had the same problem with pediatricians and I'm like, yes, me <laughs> no, too, but go ahead. <laughs> no. uh, but my daughter's pediatrician recommended somebody. Um, and, and so I tried that person, but I didn't because the way the practice ran, I didn't get that person. They were referring, you know, somebody else mm -hmm. in the practice got me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That yeah. wasn't the right fit. Like I, with what I was trying to cope with, a newbie was not right. <laughs> going to work with for me. Um, and so finally I remember just being like, forget, forget it. Like, I'm not going to stick to my insurance. I'm going to do a little research and I, like called somebody and was like, I need to know if you can handle this right. <laughs> yeah. on the phone before I met them. Um, and just really that initial inter phone interaction going from that and being like, okay, I want to see you. Um, and, and having a different feeling that first session, somebody mm -hmm. who sat didn't judge, didn't like, there wasn't any of those, that other stuff happening. Um, or I didn't feel it right. Like I, I didn't feel like 
this person was like making any judgments or anything like that. I felt like this person was just like really authentically present with me and leaving that session and being like, this is it. This is how it's supposed to be. How did you, I mean, like, what was your experience like? Well, um, so I tried the insurance route and even my husband did because it's his insurance. Um, it was mine at first and then we moved to his insurance and, um, my company insurance, I went through a bunch of names and let me tell you, I mean, 10 to 15 people I called Mm -hmm. some, it just rang and rang and rang. And then others, I would leave a message and I did not have a single person call me back. And then my husband tried the same thing and he actually had a little bit more luck um, where he had a couple people call him back. And again, this was for me. Um, He was looking for help for me, uh, but um, none of those worked out. And I can't really quite remember why um, I didn't get to talk to any of them, but he called quite a few or emailed quite a few. So, uh, I mean, if you look at it mathematically, that was probably 20 people that we tried to get in touch with via insurance. And so, um, you know, our phones listened to us and I was on Instagram one day and I had an ad for something called openpathcollective.org. And I'll say it again, um, openpathcollective.org. And I clicked the link to to learn more and it was income-based therapy. And what I did there was I went through their lists of therapists and read their bio and the people that I felt talked about what I was going to therapy for or what I wanted to go to therapy for, which was extreme burnout. And I know burnout is extreme, so I don't need to add the extreme on there, but I always do just to like convey that, oh my gosh, it was so extreme. It felt like there was nothing else I could do. Um, But so I wanted to talk to somebody about burnout and um, also somebody who could talk about um, other things that I had happening after the burnout. So I wanted to talk about um, the changes to my body after having breast cancer and all of the Mm -hmm. medications you have to take. And so I wanted somebody who would understand that Mm -hmm. Um, and not necessarily been through it, but just somebody who understood basically surgical menopause because, um, uh, you know, that's a huge factor in in what I'm dealing with with my breast cancer. And then... um, also childhood trauma. I wanted to talk to somebody about childhood trauma. So it was, there was three things that I really wanted to talk about with somebody. So I went through these, the therapists on open path and they have so many. And then I contacted, I had a notebook and I had, um, it was just, that section was just dedicated to finding a therapist. And I called everyone that I, or I'm sorry, first I emailed every single one that I was interested in. And then the ones that got back with me, um, and, and I had a very successful return rate on those emails because it was through their system. It went right to them. It was wonderful. And then I did um, little 15 minute calls with five. I went just narrowed it down to five and did calls with five. And then I actually had two that I really liked. And so then it became based, uh, it was um, cost. So um, it was, it's $60 a session. They're not part of my insurance. Um, but $60 a, sh- a session then paid on my medical, um, our, you know, our flex spending account, I-, I felt like it was absolutely worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so grateful for it. I adore my therapist. So mm-hmm. 
um, and, you know, and I talked to five and some, I went, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, like I was like, oh, nope, not for me. Um, and one that just seemed so disinterested in me, like she was in her car and um, distracted. And I thought, you know, I feel like maybe you're taking on too much mm-hmm. already if you're having to talk to me in your car and sounding distracted. So, um, you know, so I went with um, the person that I'm with and, and she, so I had contacted the, the therapy office. And I actually contacted somebody different in that office and she wasn't taking new patients. And so I was then the other person, the other the therapist that I'm with now actually called me back and um, said, I'm sorry, she's not taking new patients, but I am. And I love her and we do virtual. So she's not even in my state and, but she's licensed in my state. And I thought that was really cool. So um, I just, I feel comfortable talking to her. Um, I don't feel judged when I talk to her. And that's really important because I was, the things I was bringing, the burnout, I was so scared that somebody would say, um, you know, that's not a thing or suck it up, buttercup kind of a thing. And, um, and I remember back when I was having my twins, um, let me, let me think of which one. No, it was actually, I had my twins and they were at a doctor's appointment with me and it was, it was with my youngest and, um, I was having some pregnancy blues and just overwhelmed. There was a lot going on. He was our fifth kiddo. You know, there was just so much going on. And the doctor said to me, my OBGYN said, um, I was in a lot of pain and that was because of my twin birth. And I didn't know this until later, but I was in so much pain with my youngest. And the doctor said to me, well, if I can work up until my delivery date and I'm a doctor, then you can too. And I'm going, I feel like I'm dying. I'm in so Mm. much pain. And so something that I wanted to touch on is that we need to give ourselves permission to find a new professional Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. if we are not comfortable with the medical Mm -hmm. professional we have. And that's Mm -hmm. therapy, doctors, Mm -hmm. specialists. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, our care is so personal. Mm -hmm. And if you're not comfortable, we've we've got to make it normal to mm-hmm. to move on and i did move on from that obgy and i left i didn't go back to her after that day mm-hmm. um and the very next i went to my i found the doctor who had delivered my first kiddo he was a drive but i loved him i went back to him and it was incredible the, the difference right so he told me exactly why i was in so much pain and said if you don't stop i'm putting you in a wheelchair and i stopped I followed his directions and the pain almost completely went away. And it was, it was a vastly different experience. I wasn't gaining any weight. I was five months pregnant. I'd gained a pound. They were worried that he had Down syndrome. Um, They were doing all these tests, the other doctor doing all these tests. And literally all I needed to do was stop, just Mm -hmm. stop. And then I started to gain weight. He was developing and, um, and I had a very healthy pregnancy from then on on out. Mm -hmm. So, had I not given myself permission to leave that doctor, I don't know where I would have been by the time I delivered. So we need to put ourselves first and pick professionals. And this is all encompassing, I think, right? Like even jobs Mm -hmm. where we feel heard and supported and healthy. Mm -hmm. 
I, I, I was going to say like, that's one thing that, you know, listening to your story, listening to mine, hearing from other people, even about this topic, um, the importance of, if you go into, if you interact with a therapist, it doesn't mean they're, and it doesn't work for you. It doesn't mean they're a bad therapist, right? Like right. my therapist may not work for you, right. but man, oh man, whew, what a saving grace she was for me, right? Like, um, but the important part is just knowing like, there's no harm, there's no foul, like to say, this isn't working for me and keep moving on. I think one of the harder things when you're looking for a therapist specifically um, is that it's in a time of mental anguish. Yes. And so you just want to find someone to help. And when you and then you have to if if then and if you have to be persistent in that search. It's like it just adds to it, right? Like when am I ever going to find somebody who can help? Um but I think from your story, from my story just knowing like keep pushing here, right? Your mental health is worth it. Absolutely. Um, just like your health with your um you know with your with your pregnancy, it's worth it. You just have to keep pushing um and knowing like I'm it telling yourself like I'm worth this. I'm worth this. This one didn't work. Okay, I'm gonna push on to the next one. Yeah. This one didn't work. Oh, now I'm gonna push on to the next one. Mm-hmm. Um. Even when it's when you're at your low point, right? Like, keep keep pushing till you find that right one. Right. And I'll tell you, um, it in my quest to find a therapist this last time, I'm so glad that I that I did. Um. I tried a couple apps as well because, you know, those are the other ads I was getting (laughs) was for apps. And I tried a couple apps and I want to kind of talk about those a little bit today, too, because um, and again, this is my personal opinion and my personal experience. And so I can't speak for everybody, but I found wonderful results with one and really um, not good results with the other. So um, I'm going to talk about those a little bit. The first one that I found was called Cerebral, and um, it's just an app that has, you know, things that you can do on your own, but also you can, you get connected and partnered up with a therapist. And I was so excited about that because of all the other experiences I had prior to this last round when I found OpenPath. I found OpenPath after finding Cerebral. Um, they connect you with a, like a, a person that is almost like a handler that is definitely not what they call it but then they they match you up with uh, they, this is an intake person and they match you up with somebody who does prescriptions which i didn't understand that at first um, all they do is prescriptions and then after your prescriptions um, I, I was told i was being connected to my therapist and i got on the phone with the therapist and it was not really a therapist it was just to check on how the prescriptions were working and adjust and rewrite but it was a completely different person and then after that phase they wanted me to pay more money to then be connected to a therapist and you had to pay up front and so i thought you know something's giving me a little bit of pause one is um just the sheer volume of um they i hadn't spoken to anyone really in a real therapy session, but it was my third prescription that they wanted to try. And I kept telling them, 
um, and I am not anti-prescription. I have been on medications before um, during my cancer treatment. Um, it's very common for um, hormone therapy um, related cancer treatment that they do support with um, antidepressants. And I was on them during that time and it, they were amazing. But this time I kept telling them, I don't think that that's what I need. I really feel like it's my burnout. It's my work. It's my work. It's my work. And because I hadn't actually talked to a therapist yet, they kept saying, well, let's try this one. I mean, one made me almost suicidal. Another one made me rage. And I, and I said, no more. They gave me the third prescription and I said, no more. I'm not doing this. Um, because I knew in my heart and in my gut that it was just the situation that I was in. And when they said you had to pay up front, I went, you know what, I'm going to go and do a little bit more research about this, this app. And I found reviews about it saying, um, yeah, they tell you that there are lots of therapists in your state, but when you pay up front, then there's nobody available. Mm -hmm. And then getting them to stop debiting your card uh, is, was next to impossible. And that was for the state that I'm in. I looked up reviews for my state and that's what they were saying, that there weren't therapists available. Um, they just do ADHD because it's easily medicate, you know, so they just keep churning out those prescriptions. And I went, ugh. So that's when I found Open Path and that's when I met my therapist now who said to me, I think you have situational depression. And I went, mm -hmm. thank you. Oh my gosh, I didn't know that was a thing. And she said, if you leave the situation, will probably resolve your burnout and your um, anxiety and your depression. And I did, I left the situation and it resolved. I mean, mm -hmm. going on leave took a lot of it off. Um, and that's when I was looking for my therapist, but um, actually putting in my resignation, it, it took it away, right? I mean, it was, mm -hmm. it was definitely situational and so it took that person listening to me. So Cerebral did not work for me. I don't know if it's worked for other people and please, you know, if it works for you, don't stop, continue it. Um, and we're not here to battle and talk about, you know, I'm not here to put it down if it's working for you, that's amazing. Um, but the other one that I found that really worked for me and I used until I was able to become regular with my therapist and now I use this app intermittently when I need it, is called Bloom. And Bloom, I think, is great for people who maybe can't, even with um, Open Path Collective being income-based, maybe they still cannot do it. Bloom, I paid $38 for the whole year for the app. Hmm. And I can go in and they're, they're, um, it's CBT, um, Cognitive Behavior Therapy, Therapy, and you go in and you do activities. And so the other day I was triggered by something that happened. Um, and it was related to my burnout. And I went in, I scheduled an appointment with my therapist. It was um, a couple days later. So I went into the app and did some sessions in the app. And it really helped me to feel grounded and and healthier until I could talk to my therapist about mm -hmm. my trigger. Mm -hmm. So Bloom was a really good one. Um, and I would love to hear from listeners if they have other ones. And I don't know, if Samantha, if you have any others that you have tried, but I did want to share those. Yeah, I haven't um, tried anything else, uh, you know, related to my mental health. It's always going in and seeing a therapist, um, which I've done. 
you know, besides my trying to do meditation or like, mm-hmm. well, meditation is great too. Um, or, you know, those healthy, like, oh, I'm going to exercise to try it. But sometimes like getting that going is super hard too. So, but you, you mentioning meditation is what made me think of that because, um, at my toughest point, um, back when it was three years ago, I could not find, that's when I was using my insurance and trying to find a therapist and stuff. Um, I was having a lot of stress at work and I didn't want to continually dump that on my husband and my coworkers. Mm -hmm. You know, I wanted to talk to somebody else and, um, I couldn't find anybody, but I got an app that was breathing. Mm -hmm. It was just breathing. Mm -hmm. And I did that at, um, every night before going to bed so that I didn't get in bed and think about everything that was work-related. I mean, it didn't always do the trick, but it was very helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, and so meditation apps, I know that's not where you were going with that necessarily, but man, they, they help too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and I know, um, you know, I, I think you talked a little bit about like, you didn't want just the uh, medication thrown at you. Um, and, and I say, you know, like, with my last piece, I went in saying like, do not give me medication. Um, but I think we also should acknowledge like, that therapist, therapists, um, who like medication is helpful in lots of situations. Absolutely. Um, and I've had it, times in my life where I have been on antidepressants. Yes. Um, and, and had to, like, I had to figure out how to get out of bed. Right. Like, um, and, and I needed something to help with that and going and talking to somebody. Oh, look, I was not gonna, I wasn't getting out of bed for anything. So I wasn't going to make it to talk to somebody either. But um, I think there are there's a time and a place too for medication, right? Um, It depends what's going on. You know, do you have a chemical imbalance in and going on in your brain? Is it something else like um, and I think that goes back to I mean, we just keep coming back to almost the same point over and over again. This is such a personal journey. And so like finding your therapist, personal journey, right? And it's about finding the right match and, and, and not giving up until you find that right match for you. Absolutely. Um, Medication, like that's, it's all personal. There's not one size that's going to fit everybody or fix every, you know, every situation or even help to alleviate, Mm -hmm. um, you know, what, what's going on in every situation. It's so personal, so incredibly personal. Absolutely. Absolutely. My therapist might not be good. You know, if my husband said, I want to go to therapy, they probably wouldn't be a good fit. Right. Um, And, you know, and first of all, they wouldn't, my therapist wouldn't do that. It's a conflict of interest, (laughs) but, you know, you know, but you know what I'm saying? You know, you have to find the one that's the right fit for you. And we don't even, my husband and I don't even go to the same primary. Right. Um, I love my primary care physician now. And he found, like, he doesn't even go to the same office. Mm-hmm. He found a different one and he likes that person. And um, it's, it's everything about every professional that we invite into our lives. It's personal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we should be picking the one that is, a good fit for us, you know, mm-hmm. and um, mm-hmm. just like with our kiddos, mm-hmm. 
maybe maybe uh, you know we have five kids maybe they would want different doctors i never even thought about it until i was older and now going through these things where it is so personal um mm -hmm. my daughter sees my primary loves her my boys don't go to her mm -hmm. so I, and i think like let's just set on that for a second like how did you when you found the right therapist for you, mm -hmm. how did you know, right? Because I, I'm thinking back, I've had multiple therapists and there were times in my life where I was like, this one's, you know, like I'd see them and I'm like, okay. Um, retrospectively, I'm like, oh, you weren't the right one. Yeah. <laughs> I kept looking <laughs> at that point in my life. Right. Um, yeah. because now I have a whole different view um but like how when you know because i know you're like man the the relationship there and all that but like how did you know how did you know when you're like this is this is the right one for me how did you know you know it's funny i don't know if there's an answer for that um mm -hmm. because i was thinking as you were just you know asking that question i was thinking you know it's kind of like finding your spouse you just know but also how do you put that into words? Mm -hmm. You know, how do I put into words when I met my husband? I knew that we clicked. And it was the same with with my therapist. Um, it's it's so hard to put into words. I'm comfortable crying with her. I'm comfortable laughing with her. And I'm comfortable with her giving me pushback. Mm -hmm. You know, and I just feel comfortable. It's, it's not to sound cheesy or cliche because I know we're not friends. Um, but it's like when you meet a good friend, you meet a person, you go, yeah, that's my person. Mm -hmm. I am comfortable with this person. I know that Samantha is going to give me pushback when I need pushback and I'm not going to explode at her <laughs> for giving me pushback. It's, it, it's just comfortable. And with my therapist, um, she gives me that pushback in a way that, you know, hey, you mentioned this last week, I need to check in with you. Did you do it? Or, mm -hmm. you know, um, I, you know, I love that you're doing XYZ. But let me let me focus some of your efforts here. I want you to do ABC too, or instead of and it's just we just click in a way that I am receptive to her feedback and I feel heard when I speak to her and you know it's also it's also comes down to that same thing when you meet a person and you go mm, nope not my person um we I mean everybody has those people that even even if you like them maybe you're not friends you know like those colleagues at work that you like them but you would never hang out on the weekends mm -hmm. um you just don't click in that way. I, it just felt right. What about you? I well, and I'm gonna say I think you just did put it into words, right? You're like, yeah, I don't know I how to, to put try. It into words, <laughs> but you did. And one of the things that I just kept hearing was your ability to listen to yourself too, right? Like the comfort level. Like, how am I feeling? What am mm -hmm. I doing? All of those things that I think are so important. Um, and just really stepping back and being like, no, I, I get to let my guard down here and that's okay. And I feel comfortable doing it. Like, mm -hmm. okay. Um, 
you know, you, you talked about a lot of things that for me really helped me the comfort level, like, and knowing it was like sitting in, I'd only seen her one time or two times. Right. Mm -hmm. And being like, like throwing something out there. And this is kind of my personality. So I tend to do this, like throwing something out there and looking for a reaction. What's your reaction going to be? Right. Like, so I'm looking for, can I trust you? If I throw something out there that most people might cringe at back away from, I've had therapists who then, you know, in that same, the same reason I was seeing the therapist who I throw something out there and -hmm. then they probed for something that was like, Hmm, you don't need to know that detail yet until I'm ready to have, like, give that to you. Right. Mm but like throwing something out there, I, th- I remember doing it and just watching her be present and letting me take the lead. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like for me, all of a sudden I was like, I can trust you. I can trust you with my thoughts, with what I'm going to say, because I've been mm-hmm. in therapy sessions, not for the same event, but where I would be guarded. And so I wasn't sharing all of the things that I would normally share, right? Because I'm like teetering on that. Yeah. I don't know what you're going to say. Like, and, and those therapy sessions weren't as helpful, right? Mm-hmm. But I've had a couple of just amazing therapists for a couple of different reasons where in both situations, again, just like you talked about, the comfort was there. I could throw things out and I got to lead where it went next. It wasn't, well, tell me more about the specific detail, right? Mm-hmm. Like they were waiting for me mm-hmm. to like, let them know when I was ready to take it to a different level. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like for me in both of my amazing therapist sessions, um, I did EMDR, which is, uh, I can't even think of what it stands for right now, <laughs> but it has to do with eye movement. Um, and I'm blanking all of a sudden, but, um, I, it, I did EMDR because that's oftentimes a way for you to process without having to have it linger with you. Right. So I had trauma yeah. events and then it would allow me to process really deep things, Um, but in both instances, both of those individuals, you know, were like, you tell me when you're ready because it's deep, it takes you deep at a quick, you know, like, and they're like, we're only going to go as far as you want to go. And there's something to be said about that, right? Like, as far as building trust and comfort. Um, and so those were key things for me in knowing when I found the right person. Just like you were talking about, like when I trust the friend, yep. when I trust the spouse, like when, you know, any of those important people in my life, mm-hmm. if I let you in to trust you, then there's something there. Right. And I want a therapist. Like I am giving you my insides. Like, <laughs> yeah, I want a therapist who I can trust. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, that's what I feel like when I'm speaking to my therapist, some of the things that you were talking about, like, you know, 
she let you guide the conversation and speak about what you want to speak about as far as you know how much you want to share uh, divulge I feel that that's how my therapist is as well um you know I don't go in and she shocks me with what she wants to talk about that day uh-huh. it's uh-huh. such a it, it's and again I need to stress this I know we are not friends <laughs> but it's like I get on the call with her and it is such a natural conversation mm-hmm. that it just flows like it does when you're talking to a friend. Mm-hmm. So there's times when you get off the call with a friend and you're like, oh, I didn't get to talk about, you know, X, Y, Z. And, um, or I didn't even finish that thought. You know, that happens quite a bit when you're talking to good friends. That's what it feels like when I get on the call with her. I don't really know. I mean, I, I'll come in with notes of things that I might want to talk about that day. Or like in the, the situation the other day where I was triggered um, and, um, I, I had a full-on panic attack and uh, reached out and said, you know, can you meet again this week? And um, I knew what I was going to talk about when I went in, right? I was going to talk about being triggered that day. So I knew what we were going to talk about. But she didn't come in with 50 questions. Mm-hmm. She mm-hmm. just let me speak. And then mm-hmm. the conversation naturally went where it went. Mm-hmm. And um, just that level of comfort with that person um and I heard you say that in talking about your sessions, that you felt the, the did you say there's two therapists that it, you felt really comfortable with? Yes, I okay. have two who are amazing, amazing, different life events, but just amazing people. Yeah. And and both, you know, I think it, an, an important part is, well, I led, right? Like we never went deeper than I wanted to go. Mm-hmm. Um, while I led, it didn't mean that I wasn't getting challenged mm-hmm. or that they weren't um, bringing in pieces because they're the trained professional, right? Like, right. It, it doesn't mean that that wasn't happening. That was happening all the time, but it was at the pace that I got to, to control. And it was at the depth that I got to control, right? Where um, in some of my not good fits, yeah, there were pushes on pace or depth. Um, and all of a sudden, I mean, I could just, I don't know about you, but like thinking even back retrospectively, like I can picture myself in those, their offices mm-hmm. and picture like my body reaction almost like, right. like feeling like, oh, like the tenseness in my body and being like, I don't want to talk about that. Yeah. I'm not ready that for that yet. <laughs> I get that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, so individual. Um, so important that, that we push, I, I think, for ourselves for um, the right match. Mm-hmm. It, it's just like when I was choosing doctors for my breast, cre- breast cancer treatment and then reconstruction, I didn't just go with the first person I met. Mm-hmm. I had a list I went through and I met them, you know, and how did I feel with this person? And um, and I'll tell you, I, <laughs> I regretted not changing oncologists, mm-hmm. but I loved my breast cancer surgeon. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and but at the time um, with the oncologist, I figured I only have to see her every six months, so I'm okay. But man, seeing her for five years, ugh, like I, mm-hmm. I, um, 
I should have changed and gone to a different oncologist during that, that five-year period because I felt like she didn't listen and talked to me like I was, you know, stupid and um, didn't want to hear what I was feeling about my treatment or anything like that. And I wish I would have changed. But And I had met multiple doctors, but uh, she was so high, highly regarded that I kept her. Um, but I think down the line, I, I should have changed. But I mean, I, I know the visceral response, like knowing I was going to see her that day, I had an anxiety-filled day. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she's the expert and she's the one that's taking care of um, my cancer treatment. It's like, and I don't mean cancer treatment took five years. Like there's a five-year, I saw her for five years. And at the end of the five years, she said, okay, you're released. Now your primary will do your follow-up care you know, once a year. And so, um, that's why I was with her for five years, but, um, yeah, even, even though I saw her for two minutes, (laughs) you know, I just had a major anxiety and, uh, we need to advocate for ourselves. And I think you just, you know, you said that and I went, huh, um, doctors, therapists, everybody, if we're not looking, because you've, you've described two different reactions, right? With your therapist or doctor where Uh you liked them, where you felt like they were working for you. And that almost like, like, I want to go talk to this person, right? Like, oh, they're on my calendar. Okay. Like, um, and, and I've had that experience with my therapist, right? My last therapist was, I remember, be when I was getting ready to move and her say like, and, and saying to her, I don't know what happens when I don't see you every week. Like I just, yeah. want, <laughs> I just want to come sit here. Um, even though I'm in a totally different place in my life now, like I just want to come sit with you for an hour, right? Knowing what you said, like we're not friends, but that comfort level and all of that. But I think there's something telling in what you said. Uh, if you, if you're experiencing that reaction of like, I got that appointment today. Like we need to listen to that. And and if that's happening, find somebody else. Right. Mm -hmm. Like I, I just had this experience with an OB um, and, and having experience where I was like, "Ah," every time, you know, every interaction. And now it's a totally different experience with mine. Right. Like I'm like, okay, it's what it's Wednesday or Thursday. It's time for me to go. Um, but yeah, yeah, we have to listen to ourselves because mm-hmm. that internal piece, that internal like, oh, dentist day. Well, maybe you just need to find a new dentist. Yeah, I don't know if I, I don't know if I could say the same about dentists. <laughs> I hate dentists, but yeah, I, yeah, I totally get like, it. <laughs> but but um, I mean, like, same with doctor, like any yeah. of those people mm-hmm. that we are inviting into our lives mm-hmm. to help us with the health and care of who we are we need to listen to our body which is yes. telling us like yes this yep. person is going to help you or maybe you need to find somebody else yeah and i think that also you know i first i have to check myself is my is my response um because this person or is it because of this appointment? I know I have white coat syndrome. So mm-hmm. um, for those of you who don't know, white coat syndrome is um, something that happens with a lot of people who've had a major illness. 
um, before having been diagnosed, I would go in and have low blood pressure, you know, normal, mm. um, all of those things would be normal. And then afterwards, um, now my blood pressure when I go in is much higher than it is at home. Mm. And I, and I have a blood pressure cuff at home and I check it at home because it was so high. And um, somebody said, you have white coat syndrome. Every time you come in here, it's high. But if we were to take it at the end of your appointment, it would be normal. And so um, I have white coat syndrome. So I needed to, I have to check my check in with myself. But I think that's the important part, checking in with myself. Mm -hmm. Is it this person mm -hmm. that I dread going to see? Or is it um, the topic that I'm mm -hmm. dreading to go in and talk about? So with therapy, when you're choosing your therapist, you're going to be talking about a lot of things. And maybe that's giving you a visceral response like, oh, I know I wanted to talk about, um, you know, blank today. And so I'm feeling anxiety and you know anxiousness, or is it, I really don't want to talk to this therapist. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And Good that's, point. that's so important because I, there are mornings I'm like, ah, oh, I don't feel like going to therapy today. And I go every other week right now. I was going once a week when my burnout was really bad. Um, and we're going to switch it to once a month, um, just doing like check-ins, but um, there are days I'm like, ah, oh, I don't need to talk to her today. I think I'm doing great. But then I get on the call and I'm so glad that I went, mm -hmm. but not mm -hmm. any time was it like, I don't want to talk to her. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, it's more like, I, I know I'm going to be digging up some emotions today and maybe I'm not feeling like going down that mm -hmm. path, but then I get in and I really enjoy the process and um, um, some, you know, the homework that she gives me sometimes and things are really, really helpful things that I might not do on my own. Mm -hmm. So I think that that's um, another thing to look into when you're checking in with yourself ask yourself those honest questions. What a great point. What like such a great point. Um to really be able to delineate like is it the person or is it the content, right? Like mm -hmm. it, and I think you even just shared it in that I might go in uh, and how do I leave, right? Like am I leaving really <laughs> or am I yeah. leaving like in a state of like ah, I just hate this doctor or this you know what I mean? Like I don't know. I think it's that whole that whole process of checking in, um, going in, going out, right? Like, yep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Checking in with yourself, mm -hmm. um, yeah, and and knowing yourself, but that's mm -hmm. that's important. Mm -hmm. I think harder to do, you know, um, you and I are at a different stage in our lives, right? Like, um. And a lot of life has happened. I think it was harder it, harder for me to do when I was younger. Um, I didn't understand all of these things. And so hopefully um, people who are listening um, can hear some of this and go, oh, okay, you know, maybe I should think about that part or this part. Um, and then if, if anybody else has tips, thoughts, like I, it, it would be such a valuable thing for others to hear other people's mm -hmm. thoughts about this too this whole yep. topic absolutely mm -hmm. and that is something i think it's great to to wrap up with um is that we would love to hear from our listeners mm -hmm. their stories um, you know, how did you find your therapist or did you have a great website that helped you find your therapist or an app that you found mm -hmm. to be particularly helpful? We would love to know so we could share it um, on our And Life Happened 
um, Instagram account so other people will know and then maybe even have somebody join us for a future talk about their mm -hmm. journey to finding their therapist because we're just two people yep. and there it's an infinite number of possibilities when it comes to finding a therapist and, and choosing the right therapist for you or even you know, your primary care physician mm -hmm. or OBGYN mm -hmm. or dentist, like we mm -hmm. would love to hear from you. Any Always other... takes resilience, oh. right? Like, yes. <laughs> yes, you've heard it in our own little like glimpse of talking about it. Um, all of these are resiliency stories. Uh, so definitely something that that others would benefit from as well. Again, mm -hmm. we would love to hear from you. Um, if you have other tips and tricks and ideas, uh, you know, tools in your tool belt to finding the therapist, please reach out and let us know. Otherwise, thank you for listening today. Thank you for listening to And Life Happened. We hope you enjoyed this episode and will continue to listen and like our podcast. If you would like to support our podcast, you can do so by sharing this with others to build our community of resilience. To stay updated on the latest information, please follow us at and underscore life happened on Instagram. If you would like to share your life happened story of resilience, please complete the form in our Instagram bio. These are our personal stories and we are not mental health professionals. This is not a substitute for professional medical advice and should not be relied on as health or personal advice. Thank you.